Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Welcome to another episode of Lemon Pepper Parlay. That's right. That's right. Absolutely right. It's another episode of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. My co-host, Will Blackman, is already coming in spicy. You know, that's what it is. He comes in an hour late because his driver can't find his way to Broncos practice. All right. Then he drove all the way to the wrong side of the road just to come in here and make fun of me because I'm losing my voice. Thanks a lot, Will. Happy to see you too, pal. You got... You all didn't hear it. He was like, me, 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 me. <clears throat> and you have tea. Wow, you're about to go <laughs> make to it out. It's this. just hot water in a teacup. I, no tea for me. I try not to drink caffeine too much. It's like, a, it's. Why? Because uh, I, I learned one of the few facts. Some girl you date. Some girl you nah, date. One of the few facts I remember from my freshman year of college was uh, that if you, the average, it was like if the average American drinks like 10 sodas a month and if you cut out. Like, uh, what is that? I think it was all six of those sodas, right? If you just cut out six sodas, you only drink one-fourth of it, like one, whatever, one-fourth of that amount, you lose 25 pounds off the rip. So if you just drink 25% less than the average soda than the average American, you would lose 25 pounds. And ever since then, uh, caffeine has not been it for me. But, Will, I got to ask you a question here because this, this just came across. Hold on. You can't just, like, you can't just say All right, well, what would just, you like, like to say about me not drinking off? caffeine? Caffeine and and sodas—it's two different conversations. All right, well, I, I, how how else am I supposed to be getting caffeine if not through a Coke or, or some type of energy drink? Green tea. Right, well, like I said, I'm not drinking tea because I try not to drink caffeine. I, after this, I want to go take a nap. I don't want to be up. I'll be up and I'll be all jittery. See, that's different. See, that's different. If you don't want to be wide awake, that makes more sense. So. Cause like if I had a can of Fanta, that's like thirty grams. That's like thirty six grams of sugar. That's why. But caffeine. Is well, not no, I just try. I try right, so to get good me? sleep at night, which is is is. You know. that's, that's fair. That but makes sense. That's, I, that's probably why. I well, I don't know. It, like the Broncos were able to sleep on their flight back from London because Russell Wilson allegedly was doing high knees up and down the aisles of the flight. So I just had to ask: Were you also working out on your flight to London as you traveled across the, to the across the pond, or is that just a Russell Wilson thing? No, I was dr- I was drinking. Okay. I was drinking. That's what I was doing. I was actually I was sitting next to wait my first. Oh, this is funny. So I went with the Jaguars in 2013, and I did the worst thing ever on my flight. I was I was with Justin Blackman, and you know he was he was big into you know t- dip sure. tobacco into that, and I never tried it. Oh, so the first man. time I tried dip was on the plane, yo, and I did you throw up? Die, excuse my language. Did you throw up? Excuse <laughs> me. Did I do? I would. I would. I, it was. It wasn't the pouch either. It was an actual pinch. Uh, so it was you a got, full you stuff. Got stuff in and you, I, you probably and swallowed I remember, some. Uh, I got crushed. And then remember, they told me don't swallow the. Um, you swallow it, it'll your, go your bad. Tobacco spit. And bro, and I remember walking down the aisle, and I just, I was in a matrix, man. And then I, I just went into the airplane bathroom and just sat on the floor, literally, like in a fetal position, because I could not even. Oh, it was the and it was an eight hour flight, dog. So, what it was, was it that made you think straight up? Off no, what, like, no. What made you think that you could just take a, a one a, a pinch from Justin Blackman, just the way he would walk around and just do like this all the time with the can, packing the can, and just. No, I I knew I like, knew. Look, I knew I was rolling the dice. I knew I was rolling the dice because it was Justin. <laughs> But I wasn't gonna know. say something. I, 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 I was curious about how much other time you spent hanging out with Justin Blackman. You know, <laughs> that might be an off season pod. Much, not much. That's 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 my dog. But yeah, I I, I should have known. You know, you, they always say know your opponent. So that was that trip. And the second trip, I was uh, more mature at this time, and I actually sat with uh, Sean McVay. We were next to each other on the on the flight. And so I remember what, on the what, way there, what flavor he and I dip had a cool did Sean McVay have? No, nah, we sat in first class and we had a gentleman <laughs> conversation. But I remember he was saying, he was like, man, one day, like, I hope, like, I'm doing the right thing. So eventually I can become a head coach. Oh, that's real. He was like, he was really, you know, talking about that and got pretty, uh, pretty deep about that. And then shoot, like six months later, Rams. Wow. 
So that was you have it. Well, I don't know. So, but no, I never ran. I never done calisthenics on a flight. But here's the thing. I have been around players where if they're our main guy and they are not healthy, like they're getting treatment nonstop Mm -hmm. to do so. So perhaps like he did something and he wanted to test it out and he was running up and down the hallways and, and so be it. It's it's interesting, man, because I already I know <laughs> his was funny, right? So I was just I was talking to my wife just about, you know, Russ and how he gets a lot of things and you know, people are, are saying this or whatever. And then I got the notification that he just did he was doing high knees on the flight. And I was like, Oh man. I was like, it's it's hard because had he not have a history of like of I don't know, just how can I say it? Being overly positive, people say he tries too no, hard. He, he, if he, so, I guess history of that. People, people want to say anything. I think about what, that. It, but my thing is, every, talk about try too hard. People call him corny. You know what he does? He just does. He just does a lot. He does a lot. Like he does a lot. Yes, how Russ? How's he doing? I understand. He's going to tell you, man, I'm great because the sun is shining and God is good, and I had a great breakfast. And it's like, man, not everybody's having a good. You just day. want him to say I'm great, exactly. and that's it. You want him to say I'm great, exactly. And that's it. Not everybody's having a good okay. day, man. That's not fair. everybody cares. Sometimes we're just trying to get through it. All right, look, I understand you love it. You love <laughs> your life, and if you do or you don't, I'm just whatever. But like, not to say I'm super depressed. But sometimes people just want to say good morning and let that be that. I think Russell, will, he would learn from that. That's me. I'm not a small talk guy. I'm I'm like that. I'm I'm not the whole extra, you know. If I'm like, hey, what's good? Good, cool, you know. But um, yeah, a lot of guys get treatment. He was getting treatment. Maybe he decided to do high knees and and what have you. That's just him, you know. It to to me, it's people people got really upset about that and and got like beyond annoyed about that with the high knees. You know, what was the what was the what was the question that was asked? I'm pulling it up right now, but it was something along the lines of how was the flight? (laughs) Like it wasn't it wasn't. If, if it, like, was, it, it wasn't some big I, somebody posted the transcript of it. I'm going to find it in two seconds. God. Because but but the thing about it, the thing about Russ and we don't have to talk too much about it going forward, but we but don't the, have to. The I don't thing want about to. it is I feel like like people always think he's being disingenuous, but like whether he is or he isn't like People feel that he's not being genuine. And I feel like that feels like it comes off in everywhere. But to me, the bigger question is the NFL trade deadline is coming down. The Broncos, apparently, you just left their practice, so they're fresh on my mind, right? The Broncos, yeah, you got Russell Wilson doing the high knees. You got Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler on the trade block. And then you see a report to this morning out of Bleacher Report that says Nathaniel Hackett may be coaching for his job in London. Just And that would be the second coach fired on a trip back from London in two years. You said he might stay here. Like, he I'm might saying, stay here. At this point in time, you might just want to get like a timeshare, an NFL timeshare for the guys who don't get to fly back just in case, you know. But uh, I like – like, what is your take on all of this? It feels like the Broncos are falling apart. I don't think. No, I don't. You know what it is? I, like, I don't. One, I understand the whole one. I understand, like, the whole Russ thing. Like, even coming in, like, he said a lot. You know, he, he really tried to put the city on his back. And that's something you can't do um, because it's something that he hasn't done. You know, it, he was in Seattle where Pete Carroll had the system in place. And it was kind of like, this is how we're going to do it. So for him to go to a new place, it's it's a, it's a brand new challenge. So I understand him trying to be overly positive, oversell and over deliver. I get all that. Um, and that's that's a tough thing to do because Denver, that's like, it's like a college football town. You know, it's 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 really like that. With Coach, uh, with Coach Hackett, you know, he's new at calling plays. He's new at trying, not new at calling plays, but new at calling plays and trying to lead men at the same time and trying to manage a bunch of coaches, a whole organization. So that's that's new. And he's trying to do that with a young team. It's one thing if you came in as a coach and you got like a bunch of veteran dudes to help out, like that's another thing. So I don't think he's on the hot seat. Like he's going to go anywhere anytime soon. And I also don't think anyone's going to be traded. I don't think Jerry Judy's going to be traded. You know, maybe Chubb possibly, but... I don't know, but I, I think at the end of the day, you know, they just they just got to win and winning takes care of everything. Yeah. So um, the, I think the biggest thing man, is that they're not running the football. You know, if they can run the football, that's going to solve a lot of problems. And right now they just I can't found the quote. You ready for the quote? 
I don't really get jet lagged too often. I don't want the quote. No, the question, question was how. Was, I don't want the, the question. What did you do? What did you do on the flight? Like how did how did you spend your flight across? So he goes. That yeah. what they said. So so because they asked that question, he said, "What do you Bruh, do?" But flight? okay, so here's this this right here. I'm gonna break it down why people don't like Russell Wilson. Right here, right here. It goes, and for uh, look. What is it, an eight-hour flight? The first two hours I was watching film, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. We're fine there, okay? And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. We're fine there still. I was walking up and down the aisles. Okay, you already said you were doing treatment. What? What? All right, we get it. Everyone was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on my legs and everything else, making sure I'm ready to rock. And now, at this point, all right, we get it. You were doing treatment on the plane. Now you're going into your individual calisthenic exercises that you were doing. And then on top of that, you got to say how everybody else was asleep to show how hard you were working, pal. That's what it is. That's what it, I'm telling you. That's what it is. It's, it's that, that part. part. That's the part. I it's got that people. part where people are like, all right, bro, come okay. on, dog. Like, <laughs> we get it. You want to play. All right, cool. But one trade that's already happened that... uh We've seen, we've actually seen him play already. Christian McCaffrey traded to the San Francisco 49ers. People are saying that they think they gave up too much and that Christian like this is a, a bad deal. To me, I, I, I don't see that in this way. Like, I, I don't see the issue with, I would trade for Christian McCaffrey, especially in the San Francisco 49ers, um, uh, strat, like the way they run the ball and their offensive strategy. And, and I don't think it's a bad idea to throw good money. Just because you have spent a lot of money or spent a lot of resources on trying to fix a position, if it still ain't fixed, you should keep trying to fix it. Right. So, you know, I, I, I like the trade for the 49ers, and I think it makes them a much better team now and the next two, three years. Yeah, I mean, this is something that they haven't had since, yeah. what, Frank Gore? Like, they haven't had a true running back in San Francisco. I mean, Shannon Kyle Shanahan has had a plethora of running backs back there. Like you, I mean, just a whole laundry list. And he got somebody who fits their system perfect to the T. And for what they gave up, I mean, I wasn't tripping. I was like, it, it looks like a lot because there's a lot of picks there, but it's like it's not for what they what they wanted. It's not crazy. Like San Francisco has been to the, the NC Championship game two out of the right. last three years. So despite all the also despite all the chaos that's going on uh, with that team, like different injuries and Jimmy G, Jimmy G's like struggle or his success, and you know defense got shredded by Mahomes, like all like all that stuff's going on, they they still somehow find a way late in the season to be in the fight. And for teams that are that are in the fight, you just keep trying yeah. to reload. And Shanahan knows, like, look, if I could run the rock, if I can get a dude who could run the rock, then it's just going to help us all over the place. Now, obviously, the biggest thing is like, okay, well, he, you know, he's had a huge injury history the past, uh, you know, past three years. Like, can he be can he be comfortable doing that? So, I mean, I think it's a great trade for both teams. The Panthers got what they wanted, which was more picks. And the Niners got what they wanted, which was a star running back and somebody who he's ultra. And I, I think, too, to your point, they got a star running back, sure. And he's had a lot of injury concerns. But I think the idea that Christian McCaffrey is going to be dotting the eye for, for 25 carries a game in San Francisco is, is fool's goal. Like, I don't think that's the case, especially when you look at the way they rotate their backs already. And, and not to mention, they'll come bring Debo Samuel out from outside, put him in the backfield. Well, now to the way I see it, you have another Debo Samuel type of guy. You have a, essentially a wide receiver that can play running back with Debo. And then a running back who can play in the slot with Christian McCaffrey. You know, I, I, to me, especially when you have a big question at quarterback. And, the, well, we, we know the answer that Kyle Shanahan won. He tried to move off of him, you know, and, and Trey Lance just got hurt. And they, the rest of the league didn't want him. But it just seems to me you have difference makers now at every level of that offense and defense with the 49ers, even with their record as it stands right now and the way they just got boat raced by the Chiefs. I still love this team to to, to make major noise in the NFC. Like, may, like, I think they're – for all the teams that are kind of 
in the pack, right? Like, you know, the Eagles obviously stand out. The Chiefs stand out. The Bills stand out. I think San Francisco will be my favorite one of the quote-unquote in-the-pack teams. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they the, if people just try to copy what the Chiefs do. Now, yes, no one has Patrick Mahomes, but if they just – they ran right at Bosa, mm-hmm. and no one got to – there was no kind of pass rush that got to Patrick Mahomes. So that's, that's going to be a big problem. So – I want to talk about have anybody has anybody ever chased you down? Like, have you ever had any weird interactions leaving the field as a football player? Because we've seen a few the last two weeks. First, Devontae Adams with the shove, then Mike Evans with the phone number for the golf pro or the autograph or the uh, who knows what it possibly could have been, whatever, whatever it was. It was. In the t- like, has anybody ever came to you? Like, what is that typically like? What is it supposed to be like? Because we've seen what seems to be a departure from what it's supposed to be like in the last two weeks, three weeks. No, nah, I haven't had anyone chase me down for anything. Not really. No. I mean, it's it's funny. I, I had a conversation with, um, I think it was, who was it? I forget. We were talking about like just, just uh, sports, like access yeah. to the field and how you look at, like let's just say FIFA, like say the World Cup or Champions League or whatever. No one gets on the field. At, even even the photographers can't right. get on the field at all, you know. And 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 they still able to get crystal clear shots. I mean these these cameras today, you know, are, are incredible. And but when the match is over, used all, all the players have genuine celebrations amongst themselves, and you cannot get to them now. I was like, well, that is true. However, I feel like when this international play, I feel like the security has to be heightened in that regard because mm-hmm. you just I feel like you just never know like crazy stuff has gone on. And and I feel like in football, it's it's like anyone if you got a credential, like come on down, like come hang out, come be in the way, you have access wherever it is. Well, so, I think in order to avoid any of this stuff, just tighten it I think up. One of the things that's interesting you know? about what you just pointed out is I've, I've been obviously credential member of the media at different football events, never on the field though. But what I find is you have guys on the field that don't have jobs. Like, like, like for example, uh, you know, old timer comes back, like we're celebrating a Super Bowl win or whatever. Old timer comes back from 20 years ago. He's down on the field during the game. Like, he's got nothing to do besides watch the game, right? And I'm not saying that that's just one example that I'm thinking of, but there are other people down. Like yeah, a like former a former player. player. Like, like, like well, I'm not saying that field. he can't. But, can I'm, but you field. talk about, to your point in FIFA, there's nobody there but the people who are participating. Right, right. right? So it's like, uh, right. in that instance, Ronaldinho could come back or whatever, and nobody, and he would be sitting in the stands with everybody else. It's just something to think about. But in any event, the referee would have been on the field too. So what? Like, what would your what would your take be if you if you were uh, the Panthers in this game, seeing the referee chase down Mike Evans? Like, do you have any feeling about this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Do you have any like, oh come on, what is no, this? No, because no, we could not. No, because we smacked them. So no, I would have, I have no only thoughts. so it only would have happened if you lost. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I can see I can see that more so, but no, I wouldn't I'm not like I wouldn't think like that. No. Now 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 if the ref was talking to Brady, then maybe. Take it back. Okay. Maybe. But not not yeah, not Mike Evans. Fair enough. I feel like I feel like Mike I feel like Mike's a, a high character, like integrity type of guy, you know. Like for him to be super consistent and I feel like I feel like with Brady, you know, he's still in this game. <laughs> he came from he came from Belichick, where they've been they've been suspect and have been caught to do some things. So, nah, I ain't worried yeah, about. No, it. I, I thought it was interesting. Me, Sal, and Dave last week, Brian, our last episode of Extra Points, kind of broke down how uh, the, the the film of it all because you know they said it was a phone number. He looked like he wrote down that phone number super fast. But then, yeah, and you, if you watch the video, the side judge like gives him the card to sign or whatever, and then the line judge comes around him after the fact and flips the card over 
which is like I don't know. I don't buy it. Was, I do not buy that it was a golf phone number for a golf pro. But I do think that uh, it's much because uh, I think it was much ado about nothing. But the phone number bit. I mean, I watched the video and then I tried to write down my phone number and at the same time, and it just didn't happen. Like I took too long. Like I, you know, timed both of them. See, see, well, this is what people who are fanatical about NFL, like life and rumors and all that other stuff. This is what they do. And they're like, while you guys were practicing, flying to London, doing high knees, you know, you know, taking turtle shots. That's the stuff that we were doing. Breaking down. The- <laughs> taking turtle shots. Breaking down this Bruder film. Damn, bro. How are you just going to, how are you just going to go into that? I, you know, I just. That's taboo, man. You can't you talk know, about that stuff. One day, some people are going to realize all the different painkillers and stuff that go into playing football, and I don't know if they'll care. What's you know that? what's funny? You know what's funny? So because I have arthritis in my knee, I used to get these injections. Um, it's like a hyaluronic acid that they put in your knee. It's supposed to like provide um, almost like a cushion, okay. right? So your knee can glide without it clicking from the arthritis. So there's one called monovisc, orthovisc. Well, there's a bunch of them. And so two years ago, I was like, man, I want to get another one because I was playing basketball. And my knee was jacked up. It lasts about like six months to a year. So I, I went to go uh, go get the injection. And the guys and the doctor was like, hey, look at this list. And I need to know which prescriptions you have had. I'm like, cool. No problem. My wife is there and I'm going through the list. And I'm like, yep, check. I had this check, check. Let me read it. Check. Reading again. Check. I was like, yo. I said, I had all these. <laughs> there was, <laughs> yo, there was about, I swear, I swear, bro. There was about maybe 15 prescribed drugs on there. And I had them all. And I was like, that is crazy. Because I'm thinking like, oh, you know, I had Indocin and. Well, because well, it's some, not like you sat there at one point in time with like at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Trey, and just ate 15 of them drugs. You know what I'm saying? It was over periods of time. Like, Yeah, but what happened was like also throughout the years, like different different prescriptions were like better. Like, okay, I remember in high school, I took like Naperson. And then when I got to college, Naperson was like, ah, we can got something else. It was like, ah, oh, we got something better. Ah, oh, we got something better. So I guess medicine keeps evolving. So I evolved with the medicine. But it was funny that I took the whole well, list. Medicine evolves, but eventually quarterbacks end up falling off cliffs because they get too old. And we just talked about Tom Brady and how he got smacked around by uh, by my man P.J. Walker, former XFL MVP, Houston Roughneck for life, um, and Carolina Panthers. <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers and, and Taylor Heineke, who I still, I still, I still, still, still will remember that Washington football ticket, the Washington football team money line ticket from the wild card round. I was like, "There's stuff they're going to beat him. Taylor Heineke's going to get it done, and he almost did. And I've been hanging on to that for two years until now. Until now when he gets Tampa. 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 Until now when he goes and beats Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Packers on a three-game losing streak. Buccaneers on a two-game losing streak. Will, I'm going out on a limb. I think both of these guys are missing the playoffs. You're not, that's not, you're not going on a limb. All right. You, do you agree with you me? You believe that. You believe I that. Just, that's what I just see. That's why I said I'm going out on a limb because it's one of the know, things that people don't you, seem to you believe. You know what? But you say it to you say it to T. Nah, you say it to get a, you got a reaction. You you wanted one, you got one. You you truly believe like them two are going to miss the playoffs based on where. Yeah, it is I right think now. if you, I mean, if you look at it, look at that. See, you're not even you're not even you came in. I'm about to right now. You know, the South is getting answer. one team in. The North is getting one. You might want to have some hot water. I think. I think realistically, one of them could. And that one might be Tampa Bay simply because their secondary is decimated. Like those, like no one is healthy. And if Tampa had at least one of those DBs, like like Carter Davis or mm-hmm. Sean, um, Sean Bunting, they probably would have won that game because – Carolina just went after the, the rookie cornerback. I forget his name. He was number twenty-seven. They went after him. I mean, the the like the he was messing up the easiest things. All the explosive plays were on that side yeah. of the ball, and that's how they got it done. So I can see, I can see Tampa just based on if the secondary does not get healthy and that they they can't run the ball to save their lives. They're averaging like I think sixty a game, if that. 
Green Bay, I can see them having a chance uh, to improve because the defense, they're, they're still a top 10 defense. Um, and right now, offensively, there's just there's just no chemistry. This is gonna, this is a new this is a new situation for Aaron Rodgers. I think now he now he truly has to help be part of the development mm-hmm. of these young players versus versus I have you know these veteran guys who are responsible they're going to handle it or 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 we're going to evolve together because when he took over, you know, Greg Jennings was still young, Jordy Nelson was still young, James Jones was still young, you know, you had Donald Driver who was older. But all these these they evolved together so that by the time it was 2010, they were ready to go and rock and they were already on the same page because they evolved together. But now he's in a situation where, you know, I got I got to help these guys because he didn't he didn't get a ready made young guy like he got Devante. Mm-hmm. Devante was ready to go when he came in. And so I think that's what's new for him. And I could see that that coming to fruition and also, you know, giving the ball to Aaron Jones more featuring him because he is a star running back. He needs see? to get the ball more. So I think Tampa. Was I was about to, the one that concerns me is Tampa might make it. And I'm gonna tell you why because all the things you just laid out for the for the Packers. I think what we're not paying enough attention to is Matt Lafleur. If you look all off season, they were talking about how uh, they want to get into two back sets and they're gonna focus on the two backs are the best two players on the team. They're gonna focus on getting them in there. Well, it's. We're a week away from Halloween, and they haven't had any type of prolific prolific offense coming out of those two back sets. What if it is this? Matt LaFleur, who, I mean, prior to now, has won games at a clip of rivaling or up there with Vince Lombardi in your first two years or first three years. And that's not an exaggeration. I mean, that helps when you have a back-to-back MVP as your quarterback. But what also helps is when you have somebody who's uniquely someone who's going to design and take away coverage like Devontae Adams. Like, what if, like, Ken, look, I'm having trouble, even though I know that people fall off fall off a cliff. Are you saying LaFleur has to like yeah, coach? He's got a he coach. coach. Like he's, he's gotta go out and do now. stuff now. And that and I feel like more than anything, that's is something that's whole, Aaron Rodgers, when he throws, his arm strength looks like it's still there. His escapability to the what he used to have doesn't like he doesn't look like a different guy. Like Brady to me looks a little bit of a different guy and has over the, since he's gotten to Tampa. It feels like you have kind of seen him lose a little bit. He can crank it on some of those big long throws. No, he looks different. He looks different this year. He he even physically yeah. looks different. So I mean, well, you know, I mean, last year he had his best. So that's what I'm saying. I, like I, I'm having trouble with the Rodgers. Like it, it just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> and part of me is thinking that maybe Matt Lafleur is not. This amazing coach that his first two or three years in the league record would would state like for maybe once he's got somebody who's is not automatically drawing on a double team, it's hard to draw this stuff up. Yeah, guys got a coach, man. At the end of the day, that's what happens. But the idea that because you know, but Brady's not playing well, point, Bucks man. got nobody in their secondary. It's really a question of who who is going to rise from the the cesspool of the NFC South to try to take it away from the Bucks. I happen to think it would be the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, what's the Packers defense? They only giving up what seventeen a game. Yeah, but they Packers can't defense. score. They, they can't score. But no, but I'm saying, but am I saying? I'm saying at least oh, they have yeah. that part. Yeah, at least you know what I'm saying like at least having that part, they have a fighting chance. You know, like you should feel as an offense, even though we haven't been able to, we can get seventeen points. We can get you know, we can get something like that. Um, so, have you ever seen anything like Monday Night where? You come out and start the guy who was your starter for the season, but apparently, I mean, has the the quickest hook in the history of hooks. Um, I'm not saying that Mac Jones was playing so well that he deserved to keep stay in the game, but what I am saying is that he didn't play so bad that he had to get hooked if that was your plan going into the start. Like how do I? I don't understand how you don't start Bailey Zappi to begin with um, in that scenario. But what I definitely don't understand is if you're going to start Mac Jones, how you don't let Mac Jones at least finish the half before going to the backup. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's funny because you, if you hear the um, the quarterbacks, it's like they said that was part of the plan. But then you hear the receivers, they're like, and, we had no idea. And so I, I read that. I read like Mac saying yeah. it was part of the – Bailey saying it was part of the plan. But then like Jacoby Myers, who is a integral part of – 
of the New England passing game. In fact, the same Jacoby Myers who fumbled an exchange with Bailey Zappi didn't know that Bailey Zappi was going to be in the game until he came in the game. And maybe, just maybe, (laughs) that has something to do with the reason why they fumbled a jet sweep snap or uh, uh, exchange. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should have practiced with both guys. Like, how do you, I just don't, it's like, I know that Bill Belichick has knows has forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But I don't have to see uh, I don't have to know how to fly a plane to know if it crashed. Right? And it, like that was a bad call and a bad move. Yeah, that that just Yeah, that was that was just that was confusing, you know. Um like I said, the quarterbacks they said they knew it and for the players to not know it, then that's that's like that's not good at all. That's awful. That's awful communication. It reminds me of what I remember when I, w- I went to the so I went to the CFL for like a, okay. like a week, right? Like two weeks, and I was with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and the I remember I started the first week because they they brought me in there to start, and I did, and we ended up winning the game, and then the next week we don't know who's starting. And so the like we're we're he's going over the game plan, but we don't know who's starting because he didn't tell us. So it was it was so the and the room got weird because we're like okay like everyone's you go to CFL because you're fighting yeah. you know you, you don't get paid that much guys are fighting to get back to the NFL guys want film or guys are fighting to get paid so everyone essentially is a starter but the coach is going over the game plan like yeah this guy is going here this guy and we're like well who's that guy. Who's starting? And they refuse to say who's starting is. But the person who was starting, they knew they were starting because he talked to them in private. He just didn't tell the rest of the team because he probably felt awkward talking to the rest of the team. And so I had an issue with that, of course. I raised my hand. I said, hey, who's starting? He said, you know what it is. I was like, yeah. no, I don't. That's why I asked the question. It. I have no I don't know what it is. That's what <laughs> So I mean that that's a that's another long story of why I had my cup of coffee and got the hell up. Out yeah, of I mean, it. it Anyhow, it's, it does. My my point is my point is is that coaches do weird stuff and it, it makes the room really really weird. And so now because what happens is when stuff like that happens and the media is not they don't they're not giving a heads up then they're going to ask questions to players and then the players are like well shoot they're going to answer these questions and it's going to make things off yeah that i think that was the thing that was the most surprising to me right it's like cuz from everything that you hear reported about Belichick it's more that he he's steely and standoffish and we'll talk about it tomorrow in front of the media but in front of his players and in front of his like it doesn't seem to be the same like everybody seems to speak highly of him say he's got a great sense of humor he's a great guy to be around but we look at his press conferences it looks like hugging a cactus so I, I'm just trying to figure right. like the siloing of information in this way feels like a departure from the Belichick I've heard reported about but in any event it also seems like a departure from the Belichick that made smart football decisions because that one was a bad one like like How do you, I feel like you have to do like what the Colts did. If you're going to bench Matt Ryan, bench him. Just Just bench him. So we're not evaluating next week. Because like Belichick today in his press conference. Oh, you know, we'll see what happens today at practice. What happens today at practice that can determine, like what is it that you can do at practice today that can either gain or lose you the job? Like to me, no matter which spot I was at, I would feel trepidation about that like obviously we know you can loot you said yeah bro i got a master's degree you said what but you can (laughs) 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 you're great i would be nervous i would have a little bit of fear i would have some anxiety i would have some trepidation as i was getting ready to go through my sets and my reps because i would feel like not, I would feel like I didn't have the obviously you can't mess up all the time, but I would have the fear of making a mistake, knowing that this is could potentially impact my career. You would, I think so. I think you so. Would? If you if you were oh, no, that's not, that's if you were jerking me around like this, if I'm Mac Jones and all the, I think I would pause, pause. All right, man. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. What is this? Twenty twenty two, bro. It's time to grow up. 
And before, and maybe no, you'll no. do that while we take a quick break and talk about Caesars. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, C-Z-R FULL, and place your first bet. If you win, congratulations. If you don't, you'll get it back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you a 1,000 tier credits and a 1,000 rewards credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. Must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ontario, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Ohio, and Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you know someone who has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2500. Three seven or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Cross Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee Red Line at 1-800-889-9789. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Will. You're over there now. You just left their practice. So I'm going to ask you about to pick this game. The Broncos are three-point underdogs to the Jaguars. Total 39 and a half. Russell Wilson, uh, he looks like he's going to be able to play. The one thing... Yeah, Russ the one thing that uh, Brett Rip- Ripian did, or Ripian, Ripian, whatever, uh, with the left, six minutes left in the Rip- fourth quarter, he did pass the I'm not better than Russell Wilson test. So there's no quarterback controversy there. But uh, in this game, how do you think this game shakes out with all these Broncos on the trade deadline and Russ and his knees? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, this is going to be a Jaguar home game. This, I mean, Jaguars, they are UK's team. Um but I, I I don't know. I hate going against my Jags. I think I think Broncos. I think they do cover, but I also think they do win. I think they win. Um, the the best way, the best way to solve any drama or any issue or any problem is you just go win. That that literally that solves everything. Um, and I think I think this would be the week where you know they they finally get back on track. Jacksonville is a they they are a, a really competitive team um they had a couple close close calls where they should they could have won those games i mean six inches last week versus the giants ran the goal line (laughs) 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 um but yeah i got i like the broncos and yeah i think i'm gonna lean with the broncos as well i think i don't i i I gotta figure out a, a way to quantify this but i think once you start to hear the rumors of guys getting traded and guys getting fired and coaches getting fired and stuff like that those te- those teams seem to have like a a one to two week bump right like like carolina last week had a bump after matt rule got fired yeah like they bond like they bond yeah. together especially like they're on an international yeah. trip together like this is this is it's kind of you know, us it's literally us. it feels literally know, like us against the world i'd imagine <laughs> 
It really is. So, yeah. So, I'm going to roll with the Broncos, although I I don't love it one bit. But also, just look at some of these Jaguars' uh, red zone numbers. They don't score when they're supposed to. And that's not a good recipe for, uh, for winning football. Now, let's go here. Because, well, I don't know how much you play, but me and Eddie Spaghetti were talking earlier. I don't know if you play video games or not. Spaghetti and I were both playing a new Call of Duty that comes out. Now, Will, I'll have to hip you to something because we heard it in Juju's post-game conference how people people are on this war zone. Double XP weekend is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which means basically for all the time that you play, whatever you get for it, you get double that. I expect that Kyler is going to be spending a significant amount of time playing this thing on game (laughs) as they're three and a half points underdogs to the Vikings. Now, you may remember, I don't necessarily have the problem with this because they said he was playing the game instead of studying a playbook. And then when you look at the Arizona Cardinals offense in the first, you know, first half, especially the first quarter, especially the scripted plays, maybe he doesn't need to look at the playbook so much. Maybe the playbook is bad and he might be better served, you know, on Rebirth Island instead of diving into Cliff Kingsbury's looks. But the Vikings, the, the second uh, second team in the NFC, but nobody really trusts them. Uh, the total here is 49, Cardinals, three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Where are you going with this one? I'm going to take, I'm gonna take uh, Arizona. I'm going to take Cardinals with the points. I think uh, getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins back is going to really ignite uh, this. It has already ignited this offense. Um, and... They were said they were able to run the ball despite not having John Connor. So, yeah, I like I like them with the points, man. I think uh, it was really it was funny to see <laughs> uh, Kyler snap on Cliff Kingsbury on the sideline. That, that was, <laughs> I mean, that was great. He was telling him because I'm sure I know I I don't know what happened, but I know what, what happened. happened. I, I think what happened was I think Ky, I think. Cliff was going was going was pretty stressed out in the headset. He was probably like, "You gotta go, da da da. Let's go, let's go, let's go." So he was like, "Kyler had enough." He was like, "Calm the down, like calm the like we good, like calm down." So it was a, it was a, just a yeah. you know. And then you saw the look on on Cliff Kingsbury's face, <laughs> like my bad, and bro. I just okay. I thought it was such an interesting <laughs> moment, right? Because I think that's probably how I figure it played as well. With the you know, Cliff is like, go, 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 hurry up, or like, look at this, look at this, and Kyler is like, yo, timeout, helmet right. off. You talk to me like that one more damn time, and I'm gonna tell you, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of like, yo, calm down. You don't talk to me like, like you relax. Yeah, that was that was that was choke yeah, status. It was like, that was choke hey, status. at the end of the day, like, I'm a grown I'm man to too. All right, so relax. <laughs> but what I, but if when you look when you look at the field angle of the camera when you see can see Kingsbury's face after Kyler comes up to him, all he's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My, my bad. bad. Bro. My bad. Bro. My you bad. Got it. You, you got, got it. it. And it just it's just after seeing last week with Robbie Anderson and the receivers coach and then the head coach like because even Robbie Anderson didn't have too much smoke for Steve Wilkes. He's like he's in charge here. Like he argued with his position coach for show. But when when Steve Wilkes when the head coach was like, "Yo, son, <laughs> pick up your get your pads. It's time to go." Yeah, he was like. He said it politely too, man. Just go on the just go. But I, so I, it's just I feel like most of the time the head coach normally will get the respect of all right. Like even even with AB, when Bruce Arians was like, "Yo, get out of here," he didn't keep yelling with Bruce Arians. He just got out of there in a way that was incredible. Nah, Bruce, he said more than that. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on there. The, the New York Giants. America's team, the upstarts, the hot young upstarts. Everybody loves Brian Dables, America's hottest uh, Halloween costume, the fat guy who's bald. The New York Giants plus three, the Seattle Seahawks with Pete Carroll and his gum chewing mouth and Geno Smith and his letter writing campaign. Total 45. <laughs> I, you know, I, this I think it's going to be a banger of a game, first of all. I think you're going to have like, and this you know what I think it's going to be too? Game. Like, Good football. Like, we've had a lot of games or some games that have been necessarily highly entertaining but have been bad played football, right? A bunch of interceptions, a bunch of fumbles, and it's just like a whole bunch of stuff going on. I think this Giants-Seahawks game is going to be a good game to watch and also very good in terms of the X's and O's and going to be able to really see, like, the push and pull of the coordinators and the offenses and the defenses and how they work. I'm really excited for this one. 
Yeah, man, I, I, I'm excited for this as well. I think the the biggest thing is the um, the Giants are, are going to try to stop the run as 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 well as Geno Smith is playing. I, I still don't think they're I don't think anyone's afraid of him uh, because of what we have seen sure. in the past. So the biggest thing for the Giants is, listen, just just try to shut, shut down Kenneth Walker, which is going to be a huge task. But I think the Giants are up for it. Um, these these are two teams that are really well coached. And these are also two teams where you can see the connection between head coach and player yep. and quarterback. You know, there was a situation a few weeks ago where Daniel Jones was getting careless with the football. And uh, Brian Dabaugh got got on him on the sideline. Like, yo, like, let's go. Like, wake up. Like, what are you doing? You know, really challenging him. And ever since then, he's been really – Dan Jones has been playing some solid, really, really good football. And then the moment that happened this weekend with Gino, you know, when he was really upset about a call, Pete Cowell was calling his name several times. And then Gino turned around and Pete did something where he, like, almost like some kind of energetic, like, hey, calm down, breathe in, that's all good. And then Gino went out there on third and ten and threw a dart and was, like, super hyped. So they got two quarterbacks that are playing well, taking care of the football. They're both running the football really well. They're both playing pretty good defense. And so, but I, I like I like the Giants in this situation. I think I think um, think there's more elements. I don't I don't know what DK status is yeah. right now in terms of his health. I think that's going to be a big deal. Um, but yeah, I like I like the Giants. For the I'm taking the Seahawks. I'm taking them to cover. I bet against the Giants last week, and you know you know for all that uh, they ran the same play eight times. With four minutes left in the fourth quarter, they also ran it out of bounds three times. I know that Saquon was talking about that one that was reviewed and that would have cost him a game. They could have ended that game way earlier. As, as, as much as like as much credit as I've given the Giants coaching staff uh, this this year, I do think that was one where I was like, wow, that's, they could have really they could have cost themselves a win right there and would have won me some money. I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks though. I. I I know at this point I sh- this is at Lumen, you pardon right? me? This is yeah. at Lumen. But I I know it, it shouldn't be like it shouldn't have this level of like the Giants still aren't good cuz they are good. I'm not trying to go into like completely downplay them. But I just can't help myself every week when I see what's going on there and I look at the receivers and I look at the offensive line and I look at they dropped a tackle recently like you know hats off to Brian Dable cuz maybe going to keep taking my money. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm with Seahawks on this one. Yeah, well, and you just said this, and it made me think about it. Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball, and the way Brian Dayball went over and got in Daniel Jones's uh, all up in him because he uh, was wasn't taking care of the ball. I feel like Jared Goff being allowed to finish that game in Dallas is like the biggest <laughs> indictment. Like, like after going after going getting shut out by New England after the bye. That game was winnable for the Lions until Jared Goff literally gave it away to number 54 for the Cowboys, whose name I can't even remember right now. And that's all, the team I paid the most attention to is the Dallas Cowboys. Van Der Esch, No, 55 right? is Van Der Esch. See, that's how I know. It was, I no, it was 54. It was a, some linebacker I had never heard of before. Oh, he literally went up and grabbed the ball for like Wilcox or Williamson or something. Went up and grabbed the ball from him and just took it. And then, and then the Trayvon Diggs interception. I mean, it's just that team is bad. I hate how bad that team is. I knew that team was going to be bad, and I still hate how bad that team is. They should have beat the Cowboys on Sunday. They should have beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Like, it just. I don't know what happened at halftime, bro. Like they went in and went home. I said, whoever uh, that was bad. Whoever Cooper, I said, if Cooper Rush was the quarterback for either team in that game, the Lions would have won. That was my hot take as I left. No, Cooper Rush was the quarterback. He was quarterback for the Lions. I still think he might have won if he's quarterback for the the Cowboys. But anyway, what golf? If I was a quarterback, we would have. Well, let's take a quick break before we give the audience our lemon pepper parlays. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Will. My lemon pepper parlay for this week. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. They've been playing good football the last three weeks. I'm taking them on the money line. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. New quarterback, I like it a lot, okay? Matt Ryan, I think his arm was shot too. This Colts team with a new quarterback against the Commanders team that is flat out not good and everybody's going to be super high on after beating the Packers. I'm going with the Colts there. And I'm taking the aforementioned Seattle Seahawks, all with the points. That's my three-team lemon pepper parlay. What you got, Will? All right, for mine, we're going, we're going, um, we're going super spicy here, man. We got, we got two major dogs here who are right, rightfully so, should be. Okay, we got the Packers, ten and a half to the Bills. We're gonna take that. I got the Packers covering, and we also got the Steelers, ten and a half to the Eagles. Okay, rightfully so, two guys, and I got the Broncos money line. I'm going all dogs here. Let's hey, you know, I've said this. I'm not necessarily going to bet on the money lines on either one of those two games, but I am taking the points. I think that you could really, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think double digit spreads with totals under 45, I think you just have to take the dog as what you've seen just in the last couple of primetime games. I mean, you have to. Yeah. I mean, everybody in the world I had, I'll tell you this. And my Carolina won outright. I was too, I, I, I'm convinced I was two weeks away from winning my survivor pool. Two weeks away. I picked up I had I was on the fence between the Raiders and the Patriots. Okay. The Raiders, I think, damn, Derek Carr gets knocked out with a minute, like oh, like a minute into the game. I'm seeing Jared Stidham. I'm like, man, I'm so glad I picked the Patriots. What was I thinking? Anyway. <laughs> you know what's funny? I saw that and I literally was thinking of like the Bears, but I didn't do it. So. Yeah, well, I didn't think the Bears. I did do the Patriots. And now, just like the rest of everybody else, I'll be sitting back watching as somebody wins $6 million. But, Will, in any event, I hope you enjoy your time over there. Uh, you, you're, not calling the, you're not calling the Broncos game, are you? No, no, I won't be. But I'll tell you what, our next episode, I will be state Hey! Well, and a premature welcome home to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Enjoy football this week. Thank you.